everybody, you're listening to Staple to Get Together. I am Ooze. Sudan. And I'm Peachy. This is a comic book podcast, which we'll be talking about our favorite comic books and the comics that are coming out this week. I'm, I'm gonna, this week I was supposed to be talking about the uh, new Spider-Man series, Spider-Man number one and Daredevil 605, but due to technical difficulties, I was unable to get that, uh, Spider-Man number one issue read, so I was able to get uh, Daredevil 605 down, so I'll be reviewing that book today. As you know, Spider-Man now has the new superpower of turning into Black Panther. Oh yeah, exactly. When you try to redeem the digital code for the book, which is how I read my books, it turns it into a Black Panther book as well as a, uh, a Falcon. Falcon, a Falcon book. book. It gives you two Darth books. Vader. Two books for the price of one, but not the book you want. That Marvel fix that. Fix it. What books are you talking about? Sudan? I'm going to be talking about. Um, I too did not get a chance to read the Amazing Spider-Man this week, but I will be talking about the Superman number one. Bendis has entered the DC universe and coming swinging. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of good things about that from you specifically. But Bendis is a pretty good writer, so. It's I'm eager to hear what he's done. With, he's he's with definitely the made a statement, and I'll be talking about the Man of Steel series, six-part miniseries that preceded it, because it kind of connects. And I will be talking about Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, which I know is a series that it has been over for a minute, but I, I just got caught up a, about a week ago, and there is some interesting stuff that I want to talk about. Yeah. And then um, also the most recent Red Hood and the Outlaws, which I don't remember which number it is, but <laughs> that's the one I'm going to be talking about that just came out this week of uh, January 11th. Not January, July. <laughs> July 11th. It's Christmas in July. Everybody's it seems like it, there's a lot of titles out lately. I feel like it, I'm kind of overwhelmed with the number of books that are coming out for me in the, in the coming weeks. Well, you've got Marvel's reboot. You've got DC's semi-reboot. They've got new titles coming along the entire board. we got Image coming out with new comics as well. Um, it's just a grander stage than we haven't even gotten to September yet, which we know is like the grand everybody do. True that. Yeah, and I mean and me just being, you know, predominantly a Marvel reader, even just you know, just the titles coming out under Marvel, they're they're hitting hard and hitting quick every week. So um, that new Amazing Spider Man uh, title that we talked about um, is uh, bi weekly or whatever, it's, it's going to be out every other week. Um, there's a few other titles that I'm going to be reviewing. Also, uh, Immortal Hulk, I believe, is out every other week, and uh, Daredevil, I believe, is out every other week. If not, uh, Deadpool, one of the Ds. Not exactly sure which. Yeah, I definitely like the D. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so who wants to start us off talking about their books from this week? Um, were we going to do a little bit introduction of ourselves and that how we a, got into comics? That I is think a that's a great yeah. idea. All right. Um, we'll go I'm, with the oldest. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll start off with me. I'm Peachy. I've been a collector for over 30 years. I started collecting at about the age of 11. I started reading with some Archie Comics, Digest Comics that my mom had collected. and. Uh, kept in my room so so I was entertained by the whole panel the panel thing and 
you know, kind of instrumental in love with that thing, that that sort of uh, thing, and uh, you know, progressed from there to uh, more grittier superhero books like uh, Punisher. Spider-Man's always been a you know a lifelong uh, hero of mine that I've that I've always picked up and read. Punisher was my first uh, official book that I collected. Punisher War Journal, to be exact. Um, and Punisher was the first actual superhero or anti-hero, as it might be, a uh, comic book that I read. Um, what about you, Sudan? I've been collecting off and on for about a good 20, 30 years myself. I, too, started with Archie Comics, but not THE Archie Comics. My first were Sonic the Hedgehog Archie Comics. Right. And also the Ninja Turtle Adventures right. were the first comics right. I picked up. And then I branched out from there to X-Men and a few Marvel and definitely DC, Batman, Superman. Um, didn't really discover my heroes until later on. Captain Adam is my guy. Aquaman is my guy. Um, yeah, I've definitely got my favorites as well, for sure. They're, they're, they didn't really discover them until later on, within the last 10 years, definitely discovered them. But I've been more actively collecting in the last couple of years thanks to you being the inspiration of going um, easy access to all sees collectibles which is our comic shop that's our local comic shop I've been yeah and I've been going there for as long as I've been collecting uh, great bunch of guys over there for sure it just definitely helps when there's a lot of good stuff coming out and I'm Ooze I've been collecting for about <clears throat> five years uh, comic books, uh, thanks to Peachy again, and um, I mean, when I was much younger, I, I got like a, a few titles uh, just given to me, like uh, one of the slapstick books, which was kind of my first introduction, uh, introduction to Marvel that's not Spider-Man or X-Men, and then... Right. Uh, an Sure. Yeah, and Rogue, uh, Rogue and Gambit, uh, Spider Girl, uh, kind of nice. just awkward, weird um, things that people don't really right. pay awful, attention to. Awful wall characters, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that that don't get much notice. Yeah, like, like Aquaman or or Captain <laughs> uh, I mean, great heroes that don't get enough. I mean, life. Aquaman has his own movie coming out here shortly. Yeah, um, for sure. But now I. Um, now I am more of a DC person myself. I am a fan of Nightwing, Red Hood, and the Outlaws. Not a huge fan of Batman, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, Red Hood, Bat, um, Nightwing, the, Batgirl. It, um, it comes with an oversaturation in the, you know, yeah. in the market. Not only in comic books, but with the movies and all that. A whole lot of, a whole lot of Batman gets you a little bit tired of Batman. Yeah. Just it, it's kind of the thing that I'm running into with the Star Wars movies. You know, I feel like there might be a little bit of disenchantment there because they've got several comics coming out. Not only have they have, you know, a movie every year lately. I did not care for Han Solo, so... Well, we're not talking about movies. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not talking about movies. Um, we are talking about Save it for the other podcast. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I um, also have quite a fascination with 
uh, Xenomorphs and Alien. There's a bunch of th- those books coming out recently as well, which have sure. really nice stories and lots of great art. Yeah, and, great cover um, art. I've seen on those books. You've been picking up some of those for a different Yeah. Like, yeah. Geiger? Uh, no. You like his artwork? Oh, though? I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get you that David book. Yeah. Oh, uh, David's drawings from, from uh, okay. not Covenant. Not oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about us and a little bit of sidetracking. But uh, you'll learn more as we go along, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so who wants to start off with uh, kind of? Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, I, I, nose goes in, that was me, but I, you know, I was going to jump at it anyway. I did it, like I, uh, like I said earlier, I did have uh, plans to review the new issue of The Amazing Spider-Man, but uh, due to technical difficulties, I just did not get that read in. It's been a rough week for Spider-Man. We can't get our digitals. Yeah. We lost the great Steve Ditko. Oh, exactly, exactly, yes, we, yeah. We, we lost the. Uh, it's just been a rough week for Spider-Man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, that that last book uh, left off pretty great too, which I was going to touch on a little bit. You know, I was coming on to the uh, the uh, new book. You know, the, the book eight hundred one was was kind of a review of who Spider-Man is and what he's done for the public and that sort of thing. Um, it wasn't really, you know, it felt kind of like a one-shot. But book 800 definitely had some hard-hitting stuff. Um, we, you know, we aren't going to cover right now because my partner over here has not read that part. But uh, I, you I'm know, getting I did, there. I'm he, getting he's, there. He's getting there. Getting. I, I, you know, but I did want to come in fresh on this book, you know, and, and, and give a new perspective on it. It's kind of bit of a shame that I didn't get that read in, but I have been hot on the uh, Daredevil books. Um, I'm going to give, you know, a little side shout to my my blog, that's Blomick Staple, that, you know, google.com forward slash site forward slash Blomick Stapled. Um, Blomick's as in blog about comics. Um, I just read this week's issue. Uh, last week's issue of Daredevil had us uh, with Daredevil and some religious warriors, some holy priests, priest warriors, warrior priests, if you will, um, going after the Hand in the city, which is taken over the city. The Hand is uh, coming after uh, Sam Chung. <laughs> Everybody, Sam Chung tonight. Uh, <laughs> he is <laughs> he is blind spots or he is blind spot uh, Daredevil's former protege they came after him because uh, Sam found himself in a fight with Muse a previous Daredevil baddie that uh, that we saw in, at the beginning of the current run of Daredevil um and he was about to be defeated, and the Beast, Master of the Hand, reached out to him and offered him power to defeat Mews. Um, he took this power, you know, instead of dying. And it's, <laughs> That's a usually a good choice. I, right. I, I tend to go with that. Right. Dying is not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, dying's no fun. There are preferable things besides dying. <laughs> and, uh, 
he takes the power, he's able to fight off Muse, and the Beast tells him, you know, as, as his payment for that power, he wants him to kill Muse, he wants that, that soul. Um, and Sam struggles with it for a while, but he doesn't kill him, actually. Muse decides that, you know, the big explosion of power that, that Sam received from the Beast at that point just blew stuff up around him, there was debris everywhere, fire, and whatever, and and after uh, Sam had him, you know, about to deliver the, the the killing blow, and he walked away from it, Muse, weirdly enough, just walked into the flames and debris and just, you know, Chose burnt. Chose, chose death. <laughs> chose maybe, death. Maybe it was an act of a final act of art. Yeah, because he yeah he is the uh, he is the villain that expressed himself through uh, artistically through his victims, um, and and maybe you know this this had some and and I know I do know the deal and it is there's more detail about it in the blog. Um, it's just something I'm not calling to mind right away. There was some artistic point to it, but uh, but. The muse was defeated, and long story short, the hand is in New York City uh, to come and claim Sam Chung for not uh, uh, paying his debt. Yeah, exactly. Now uh, take, a, taking the marker of the muse's death. And, now yeah, I've exactly. got Wayne Chung stuck in my head. <laughs> hey, no problem. I'm glad I could help with that. Well, everybody, Sam Chung tonight. Um, Anyway, so not only was the uh, was the hand did the hand attack the city at the beginning of this attack, uh, they took down Mayor Wilson Fisk, which is the previous story arc Mayor Fisk. Um, it it, it kind of ended a little bit stale, but it, I mean, still really good. That was the your first blog you were going over that. Yeah, the, my my the blog that I did write started on that story arc. Um, it, it did end a bit stale, but it didn't exactly end there either. But um, it's something that's kind of ongoing. And what little bit I did get to read of The Amazing Spider-Man, they did touch on uh, Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, being mayor. Anyway, um, at the end of issue 603, I believe it was, was when uh, the hand has, uh, started attacking New York City, and it started with a direct attack on on Mayor Fisk. They shot him up with several arrows, and the big plot twist in that story was that while he was incapacitated, uh, they had to appoint the deputy mayor as the man to take up the mantle of the mayor, which wasn't a rule before it went to. Uh, uh, Another official that I can't recall at this point, but um, this went to the deputy mayor, who, before Fisk was taken down, he had appointed uh, Matt Murdock. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. daredevil. Yeah. As as which nobody he and he doesn't know. Fisk doesn't know. He did it one, once upon a time. Fisk knew, um, but at this point he doesn't know. Uh, he appointed, you know, just to show some uh, diversity in opinion and things like that in his campaign. Well, um, just like the Flash, everybody's got to know who he is. Yeah, right. Identities, yeah. secret identities, don't exist anymore. No, they are they are a lost art. 
But uh, so so yeah. After he was taken down, after Fisk was taken down, Matt Murdock, Matt Murdock was mayor. So the last two issues saw us picking up on Murdock's uh, reign, right, if you will, as as mayor over New York City. While a hand has invaded the city, you know, there's been curfews set up and things like that uh, because of the dangers that the hand are presenting to the city, and um, they they've come after Sam, they've come after Daredevil. Daredevil's a huge enemy of the hand, you know, but he enlists all the heroes of the city, all the vigilantes, which met, uh, Fisk made a huge deal to try to uh, take down all the. All the heroes of the city in that uh, Mayor Fisk storyline you can read about. <coughs> Blomick Stable. Shameless plug. Shameless plug, yeah. Oh. Um, so in Daredevil 605, Fisk is up on his feet. Uh, you know, the end of the last issue saw us with uh, Daredevil going after the hand with the religious warriors that I mentioned before. Um, the beast had led them to a trap. The religious warriors had them locked down in, in a building. And uh, Fisk went to uh, Foggy Nelson, uh, Murdoch's chief, chief of staff, Matt Daredevil's Matt Murdoch's chief of staff, Foggy Nelson, which if you don't know the character is partner since college and, and all that. Um, are they partners or are they partners? Law partners. Oh, <laughs> but uh, although he has had some tumultuous times with relationships in the comics, we've never actually seen him form a solid one. But I digress. Um, yeah, 605, they've got uh, Daredevil and the religious warriors, the warrior priests locked down in a building. Fisk is in the in in City Hall, uh, telling Foggy to get out of his seat at his desk, and Foggy's trying to explain the situation to him about, you know, that the hand's taken over, and Fisk is uh, convinced that that Murdoch did all this, called the hand into the city, you know, and all this, and he basically, uh, you know, he starts blowing up and getting really, really angry, and he almost has a coronary. You know, and, and collapses in the middle of the mayor's office, so he's taken back off the table as mayor just when he thought he was going to gain control back and whatever. Um, you know, he's back down. His doctor warned him not to leave the hospital, blah, 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 all that good stuff. And then in the meantime, a weird story point here, while, there are, while uh, Daredevil and his priest Father Jordan are, are trapped in this building trying to find a way out. Daredevil hears and smells something, you know, two miles away to the south. And he's like, this is all, we have a way out. All we have to do is fight our way out. Um, fight our way two miles to the south. Or right, two blocks, excuse me, not two oh, miles. Two miles is two, really long. It's, yeah, it's a long way. Was he a trance? He does have heightened senses. But, I mean... Not just because of the blind thing, but you know, the whole origin story thing. But uh, but no, it wasn't two miles. That yeah, two blocks. And he's like, he, t he tells Father Jordan, his priest, we gotta fight our way two blocks to the to the south. 
and they do so and they get to a horse stable where they're able to get on horses and literally like ride like the cavalry against the uh, the hand and the beast that is in the city and it's a weird kind of ending it, I mean, it just kind of ends up with a with Daredevil ha having a sword and jumping at the beast and just a blinding flash of light and all the hand are down and everything and you know and somehow they they've defeated evil in the city and whatever and I don't know you know it was just it was just weird it was they they did it they defeated the hand the hand it was just too neatly wrapped up for me if you, if you know what I mean but uh um it's too easy yeah yeah so towards the end of the book Murdoch is sitting in the mayor's office at the mayor's desk when Fisk is brought in to formally take over duties because he's in good health now and able to uh, to take over to, to relieve his duties to Mayor Fisk and Matt Murdoch says well you know I could make an argument that he's not fit to that he's still not fit and he never was fit to serve as mayor and you know I'd probably win, especially with the vigilantes on my side and how you tried to get rid of them and how they saved the city. You know, I'd probably win, but I'll give you your position back kind of thing. And he says, oh, you just got to call off your witch hunt on, on all the vigilantes, the heroes of the city. And Fisk agrees to do so and whatever. And, you know, that, that kind of gets neatly wrapped up in itself and as uh, Matt and Foggy are leaving the leaving City Hall, um, Matt picks up a conversation between uh, Wesley and Fisk. Wesley is Fisk's assistant, and uh, Wesley says, um, "I've got to say, I never understood why you selected him to be your deputy mayor. I never saw a good reason for it, but I'm." honestly glad he's gone the whole time he was here I thought he was gonna figure out that you fixed the election oh snap and, yeah and, and Matt kind of whoa he kind of has like a, a mini heart attack there he's like whoa and Foggy's like are you okay he's like yeah but we're gonna have a hell of a fight on our hands and that, that was that's the end of that issue yeah yeah but you you there was always the feeling that he did something. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it, from the beginning of the... The Mayor the, Fisk run. Yeah, from the Mayor Fisk story. He knew, I mean, he literally spoke the words, no, this isn't true. This can't happen. He cheated. I know it. They didn't choose him. That's mm -hmm. also in Blomics. You can read that on the on the blog. Blomics staple. That's... Google.com forward slash site forward slash Blomics stapled. It's a lot of slashes. There are a lot of slashes. I'm trying to work on that. You know. You might want to cut it down just a little bit. But that would be another slash. Anyways. So, um, do you have any comments on, on that suit on? Oops. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Um. He doesn't. <laughs> he does not appear to have any comments on it. 
uh, comics. Nobody has Com- any comics on there. <laughs> no, no, no comics on there. No comics. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a collector of Daredevil. We might want to change so. the the purpose of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any comics. Comics? I mean, like, like funny pages? I know. I collect. Um, you know, like George Carlin. You, you have I have sealed in a package. Yeah. Is that where you think he's not actually dead? Box. Oh yeah. man, I was really excited George when I got a... Ayo. Noise. Who wants to go next? Um, I, I mean, I can go next. Sudan, thank you for pointing at me. Uh, I think we're going to start with the uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey run that I was reading. Um, the story arc is called Manslaughtered. Okay. If you haven't read it already, um, it is about uh, Barbara Gordon, uh, Diana, Diana? Dinah. 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 <laughs> I can't, I'm just going to start over. The comic is about Batgirl, uh, Black Canary. And Huntress all working together, and suddenly um, all of the men of Gotham are getting sick. And um, yeah, and yeah. Oh, no. I remember you telling me about this. Yes. I was like, "Ooh, poison ivy, poison and, ivy." And they also think it's poison ivy because at this point they're actually um, teaming up with Catwoman as well. Uh, and she's like, "Well, it must be ivy." Hiss, boo, hiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. They go, they go to confront her, and she's like, nah, it's not me. I'm working on other stuff. They all team up, and then, um, you know, they, they run, encounter some bl- a burglar who happens to be Harley Quinn trying to find medicine for the Joker, which, you know. Because he's sick. Because he's sick, and uh, Huntress, no, it's, um, I'm sorry, it's Black Canary is like, after everything that he's done to you, why are you trying to help him? And she's like, I'm not going to let this stupid cold kill him. I'm going to do it myself, yeah, which right. is like I'm, probably I'm, my favorite thing. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, but yeah, so they find out that uh, it's not just certain men in Gotham getting sick. It's literally every man in Gotham, including, you know, Bruce Wayne. Dick and Batman. And Batman, and Batman oh, wow. was also oh. sick. It's strange, <laughs> so strange. Um, Dick Grayson had happened to be in Gotham at the time. He was also sick. Joker, obviously. Um, uh, Batgirl's dad, Commissioner Gordon. Um, it was also sick. Uh, and Alfred, even, which is crazy. Oh, Alfred. Alfred. I, t- I don't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> Let's not talk about Alfred. Right. Oh, that wedding issue, though. <laughs> Don't. Let's not. <laughs> that right um, That's for another day. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so all of the women of Gotham, all of the vigilantes of Gotham, so Batwoman, um, Orphan, Gotham Girl, and... She's a vigilante. I, it's I will. I will, it's I will a wiki. Yeah, do that. Do that. Google it, pal. Um, they all uh, team up and are going out and trying to find what's going on um, with the guys trying to find a cure, etc. And uh, also Wonder Woman shows up, because why not? Also Lois Lane is there, and um, she, she was covering the story of how... So, 
the man who's never missed a day of his job, you know, Commissioner Gordon, uh, right. was suddenly sick and had to call out. Uh, um, it's a real women fun. doing it for themselves kind of story. Yeah. Like, they have to take care of uh, the men of the city. They yeah. literally have to. They, yep. Uh, and slowly they find out that it's the Sisters of Gotham, which is sort of like a cult that has poisoned all of the men of Gotham, and this is just state one hmm. of that. And um, they have to find a cure, or they have to stop uh, the cult. Um, but yeah, so it's it's a very interesting storyline. Be and great if they all wound up with uh, one stage of it is that dancing disease. <laughs> they just see that golden oh. circle. They just start like dancing. <laughs> I'm silly. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why was Elton John in that movie? <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so uh, they they find all of that out, and then um, obviously they fix everything because, you know, life still goes on in Gotham. And um, they, they Amanda Waller shows up. Oh, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Oh, She's a terrible, Waller, terrible person. Waller. She wanted to, to kill the... to kill all of all of everything so it wouldn't spread throughout the world and right um, just kind of nuke the whole city you know like yeah. like it happens she is a terrible person she is a terrible is. person i hate her very <laughs> terrible she plays a crucial role in the no justice storyline that was pretty bad she just kind of makes me think of uh, what oprah winfrey would be like if she went megalomania <laughs> Everybody's getting bullets in their heads. You get a bullet. You, you get, get a bullet. bullet. <laughs> um, Just because we can, we're gonna kidnap you. <laughs> you have no rights. <laughs> um, yeah, but that storyline. Um, and at the very end of the book, uh, they kind of wrap it up by saying that or that Cole actually says that the men aren't going to appreciate what the women are doing for them because they never do. And even if they um, risk their lives helping, that the men will just t treat them like trash, basically. That's cold. It is. And then um, back, the birds of prey are like, it doesn't matter. These are innocent men. There's children being affected. There's exactly. people who identify as male who were not born male that are being affected even more so, not just physically, but mentally, because they're being told that they aren't enough to be um, a woman, you know? Or, or the opposite, sorry. Right. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a definitely good storyline, and um, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I'm very upset that the bad girl on the board's a prayer over, but that's, that's fine. How many uh, issues was in that run? In the, in the manslaughter? Yeah, or, well, or the entire thing. Yeah, um, I believe twenty six or twenty eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And it, yeah. And that's just over, over. Yep. Wow. As that far is. as I know, unless they they decide to reboot it again, but other than mm -hmm. that, it's um, Disney it's has over. a part of Disney. DC has mm -hmm. a long standing history of just going. Oh yeah, we we stop that. Yeah, you know, like the eighteen issue Doctor Fate run or the eighteen issue Blue Beetle run that just ended. They just well, ended. Well, issue Captain. Adam, 
<laughs> that was a limited series when they started it, wasn't it? Though? It was no. supposed to go longer, they canceled it. Yeah, well, see, any of the heroes I've collected under DC have always been super mainstream, so I've never had that problem. Congrats! <laughs> yeah! No, I just have the problem of all the main series that they keep adding and adding and adding, and yeah. now I have more comics every week. Right, right. Yeah, that I is always a danger. Batman comics. I'm yeah. sorry, there's just way too movie. much Batman. How, yeah, how many there's Batman There's more Superman. I'm only collecting the Dark or Detective comics and the Batman main. Do we know how many actual Batman titles there are? But like, you know, Detective, whatever. There's Batman Beyond. There's those two, so that's at least three. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> Otherwise, he's in every comic. I mean, there's Deathstroke versus Batman right now. Um, there's oh, another really? title. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He's in every Justice League. Yeah, and he had his own Justice League for a minute. Um, I'm sure he's in Titans somewhere. He did show up in Titans just for a little bit, but uh, freaking Red Hood and the Outlaws, which I will talk about later, he kind of shows up at the end. It's at, uh, Spoilers. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention. <laughs> we'll add that at the beginning. It's yeah, fine. It's cool. We're spoiler full, not Notes spoil free. Yeah. Add to beginning spoilers. <laughs> uh, is that a Deathstroke versus Batman? Is that a limited series? Um, technically, it's just a continuation of the Deathstroke series. It's just, um, I think, a six-part story arc. That had, okay. that's called it's not actually called Batman versus or I'm sorry Deathstroke versus, versus Batman it's the good son okay it, I'm just it's really confusing at this uh, point oh yeah in I my life <laughs> it sounds like a lot of things lately like the Batman wedding if you read the entirety of the entire run of all the little side stories it kind of was confusing when you read into the actual main movie you know the actual wedding itself, which we're not going to get into, <laughs> the feels. Um, but the, it read very confusing. It led you in one direction, and then something else happens. And it's just kind of like, that didn't make sense. <laughs> but And you were saying that uh, that Catwoman number one wasn't much payoff towards that either? It, it, they included it in the whole little pamphlet materials. They're like, you must read all these to get the full story. Blah, blah, blah. No, if you got the save the date card from your, your local comic book store, it probably had it on the back to read it. Well, really? Catwoman number one was supposed to be the conclusion, and it was pretty much a conclusion of one panel. I mean, aside from her, the emotional toll that's going on her end, which I think she's dealing with more, but we won't get into that. Spoiler. I'm not going to collect I've already decided that. Yeah, that new Catwoman title. I, I don't care for the character, but I don't hate the character. Right. It's not one of the main ones you want to follow, for sure. Okay, I'll say this. It did make sense why they would do it. If it was going to be Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle getting married, that makes sense. But it was Batman and, and Catwoman that were getting married. Not Bruce Wayne and, and Selena that's Kyle. That's not true. That, that's the way they were positioning oh, okay. it. And so they, they were putting it in the comics. That's what they said. It was not them to They could never be married. They could never be seen married. Because oh, no, the, his ex, the, it would go against Bruce. 
And they, they did have it on the uh, on, on the Save the Day card, though. It was it's Bruce Wayne, Wayne and Selena and Kyle. Selena Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it was in the books. They're like, Bruce had said himself multiple times that Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne cannot be married. Yeah, it's, it's just weakens both stuff. of them. Well, uh, it would weaken them as Batman and Catwoman more than it would weaken them as, as Bruce, Bruce and Selena. But it would make sense because, I mean, the second that Batman and Catwoman get married... Are we and talking about the wedding? Are we yeah, going to talk about, about the wedding? We're talking about the actual wedding. <laughs> we're we're talking the about wedding? the context behind the wedding. We're not talking about the actual book. Because you're talking about what Joker says. Leave me alone, okay? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, New insight here. If you... If Batwoman, or Batwoman, yes, yeah. Batwoman's getting married, it's going to be great. <laughs> it's gonna, she, so she's great. getting married to uh, Supergirl's sister from the TV show. Uh, uh, spoilers for next season of Flash, <laughs> by the way. If Batman and Catwoman got married, and then suddenly Selina Kyle and Bruce Wayne were married, people would probably figure it out. Well, yeah. it was weird that they, they were positioning it in the comics that it was supposed to just be Batman. And they, the villains all knew it as Batman and Catwoman were getting married. Nothing was spoken about Bruce Wayne and Selina Kyle. But one of the issues, she was shopping with Damien for the wedding gown, or for his particular gown. But it's like, if they're Damien's not... Damien's wearing a gown? He wore some sort of dress. It looks weird. That. Like, I'll show you guys in that issue, Damien versus Ross Agul. Or Robin versus Raja or Rajal, right, depending right. on what medium you <laughs> want to listen to. Raja. Uh, he was he was dressing up. They had him in some altar boy like dress. I'm all like, he's all like, I make this look good. I'm all like, you look like a turd. Because that's, that's he is. Damien. Because he is. <laughs> but. Yeah, why would Dave you'd be hanging out with Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne? There's a lot of things that people if people have gotten are dumb. I I mean, so are the people of Metropolis. Yes, they are. <laughs> Although there might be trouble coming soon for the Let's not uh, forget the people of Eternia. Laughing at him because you're available now. So what do you have this week, Sudan? Well, I had stuff. I didn't get a chance to read them yet. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, of course, but we all right. know about that issue. That holds um, a buckle. Um, few independents, but the big one this week is going to be the Man or Superman number one. Um, continuation of Bendis' little jump into the DC universe. Awesome. He has come out swinging. Yeah. He, so he has a statement to make. That's awesome. He started off in the Man of Steel um, six-part miniseries, which has been going on for the last six weeks. Yeah, he wants to put his mark on the character. He wants to do a couple things, it seems. It looks like he's kind of... See all this stuff? We don't need it. Get rid of it. Um, <laughs> through the line of Man of Steel, we see him set up not only the future of the... Superman franchise and the comics, which is going to continue in Superman and then Action Comics, okay. which has been a staple. Okay. Um, we see the during Man of Steel, we also see the re, re kind of telling of the origin story oh, yeah, of yeah, Superman. Really tweaks it a bit. 
uh, kind of retcons it, says that something else destroyed Krypton. Turns out it's a new character known as Rogal, Rogar Zal. 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 Rogal Zal. Doesn't say it on any of the covers. He come. He is presented in the past as fearful of fearful fearful of the Kryptonian people. Um, He fears they're gonna take over and have a negative influence and cause damage and destruction to the galaxy abroad. So he goes to. this council of individuals, which includes um, Ali Atma, or whatever is from the Guardians, the Green Lantern Corps Guardians. Oh, okay. One of the, uh, yeah, okay. One of the head, so, and then there's a bunch of other celestial type beings that are part of this, and he positions to them about how they should destroy Krypton, and they, of course, say, no, they are going to join the galaxy and be fine. It's cool, but he still goes around and ends up destroying Krypton. Superman goes to Earth like normal. The only thing that really changes is all is the destroyer of Krypton. Yeah, Um, that's kind of cool to put a little bit of a new spin on it. And and while introducing a new character, I'm kind of curious about that Zal character myself. I more than likely won't be picking up the titles, but I look forward to hearing from you about them. Coming up in the next issue, he's supposed to be making a return. This okay. issue of Superman number two, he's supposed to make his return. Um, what, the ending of Superman number one really kind of leads into that. Okay. Um, through Man of Steel, we learned a lot of different things. Um, Lois and John, Superman's son, um, are is the mystery throughout the whole thing of what happens to them. Where are they? Lois is no longer at the Daily Planet. She is gone. Turns out, well, John and Lois are going with Jarrell, who I'm not quite sure where he fits in. I'm kind of a little bit just dis- yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking about that when you started started talking about it. I'm like, yeah, I wonder. Yeah, so like, where did so he like, come from? Why is yeah. he still alive? But he comes and says, "I'm going to take John and show him how to control his powers, his abilities." become all that he can be. Well, of course, Lois being Lois said, no, I'll go with. <laughs> so, um, that's one thing, so we know that's a mystery where, where they're going. Um, Bendis, a lot of statements he's already made, his first thing he really did is he destroyed Kandor. Yeah. He destroyed right. the Fortress of Solitude is gone. Right. Um, he destroyed it, like just cleaned house, and Kandor, the entire city, just gone. Right, and we get to see the the remorse on that one, which is kind of interesting. So it was kind of like he's like, we don't need these things. Get these things as unresolved issues. Get them out the door. Who's doing the art, or who did the art in that in that Man of Steel? Um, I think Ivan Rice. It kind of changes. They did several different artists throughout the run on Man of Steel, um, but it was pretty much all written by Bendis. But right, they've right. got different ones on there. Um, the art's pretty cool, consistent. Um, <coughs> a lot of jumps in between the old art styles. Huh. Um, by the end of this story run, we find out um, well, there's Kandor gone. The red underwear's back. 
Right, right. <laughs> Underwear Superman. outside the uh, pajamas. Yes, uh, Superman traditionalists will rejoice in underwear is now back on the <laughs> outside, which they make a definite note in both Man of Steel and Superman number one. They make that mention. Um, they kind of present some father issues, so that might be something to touch base on. Okay. Um, they eventually banish Rogar's all to the Phantom Zone with the help of Supergirl, Superman, Supergirl. Um, okay. There was a lot of fights that reminisced of like Death of Superman versus. Oh, yeah, that one of those covers I was looking at. You had them spread out earlier. They oh, yeah, looked it, very Death of Superman. Yeah, it looks like a definite uh, callback yeah, to that. Yeah, number five of six. Yep, yeah, for sure. To that yeah, Doomsday, Doomsday arm right there. Oh, I didn't so see that, yeah. I think these are all kind of a picture of like the history of Superman. It's pretty cool if you pick up the books at your local comic store. You can see the the Man of Steel line. Every book is a connecting cover and they're very well done and they yeah. kind of tell the history of the story with the new additions as you see in 3 Rogal Zars crushing Krypton with the baby Kal-El in space oh wow and he is a he's a mean looking sucker he's definitely he's, I didn't quite catch a lot of his origin they didn't really touch too much on it he's kind of an agent of the galaxy kind of okay. or the universe he's some war chief type thing where he's both responsible and trained by war even Wonder Woman men, who makes her virtuous celebrity superhero guest appearance why not um, we see everybody in these pretty much that's awesome kind of um, all, all baddies and all goodies yeah. in the Superman universe we kind of see that and then um, Superman really kind of questioning what he needs to do without the without this is going into Superman number one. He's questioning like his future without Lois and John around. Right. What is he going to do? Kind of that sense of loneliness. Mm-hmm. He finally had a family. Yeah. They're gone. <laughs> Which was a big part of the character um, when he was first conceived. Was uh, as much as he felt himself being a part of Earth and and the people and and Earth like. Earthling, like, excuse me, he still had that that sense of loneliness, um, being the only uh, survivor of his planet and, and such. So that's, that he knew that, <laughs> Right, right, that he knew about the time. But it's cool that they kind of uh, come full circle back to that sort of thing. That's, that's kind of a neat little aspect of it, you know. They do touch base on a whole lot. They Then Superman number one, they... They bring in Martian Manhunter, who kind of comes there as a kind of an offering of a glimpse of what he needs to do, kind of giving okay. that that mentoring kind of thing, and he's like cool. kind of pushing what Jarrell has been pushing the whole time <clears throat> through the very beginning. Like you can lead these people, you can make these people better. You don't, you know. Jarrell said something, Man of Steel, where he's like, you know, you're just running around in your baby clothes, saving people. <laughs> and that's, that's I, always call, true. I always call the costumes pajamas. It's, it's, it's true, and that he's that he doesn't want that for John, Superman's sons, and Superman's like, I don't just do that. I do more. Inspired, but he didn't. You can kind of tell his tone. He really was questioning if he did. Can't here comes Manhunter to say, you should be, you know, either by force or convince these people of Earth that. It's ready to take their place in the galactic, you know, 
struggle and the conversation in the, gala- the galaxy just because they've grown bigger. I like the uh, really classic letter 82 on the, on the title, on the Man of Steel title. It really uh, makes it look like one of the more classic books from, you know, 80s or before. Um, I dig that. That's pretty neat. It felt very written, very 80s. It felt very like Truth, Justice, American Way, Superman, awesome. um, which kind of felt Bendis was kind of going, this is done. We don't need this anymore. We need okay. Superman pushing. I think they're actually pushing that agenda where Superman is going to have to take the mantle is pushing Earth into a different place. Right. Uh, he's been the leader of Justice League, the leader of several other teams. He's you know looked on everybody. During a conversation with John in the comic, he does, saves three different situations. He fights a monster in one season. Excuse me, John. Goes <laughs> fights a monster, comes back. Sorry about that. And he does that three times. And John's like, you know, I could have helped you. That was pretty hilarious. Right? I could have helped you. He's like, not that last one. There was fire. And John's like, oh. oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, they see him as he does so much and that he could do more. And that's kind of like that's cool that they're pushing that in that direction. But by the end of the episode, we find the entirety of the planet Earth in the Phantom Zone. Which in leads... the Phantom Zone. The Phantom, Phantom Zone. Zone. The entire planet. Superman yeah. realizes it is like, kind of has an oh shit moment. Like, and oh it, no. And that was a great splash too. Um, you did show me the end of that book and that art is uh, pretty phenomenal in, in that first issue. And, just, and speaking of art, I, did, I just wanted to give a quick mention I didn't get to uh, mention on my uh, Daredevil 605 book. <clears throat> the artist on there is uh, Mike Henderson. He's doing a great job. Um, he gives the heroes a real classic look. Um, it's kind of a callback for me to uh, uh, kind of uh, John Romita Jr., maybe some a little bit of McFarlane mixed in there with some... Uh, uh, Humberto Ramos, but it's a, it, it, with his own, uh, you know, style as well. But it, it, it does, to me, call back some of some of those uh, other artists, some of those greater classic artists. Any artists you want to share about on your books, or? Um, well, in this, I wasn't going to talk about this book, but I brought it anyways. Uh, the aliens, dust to dust. There's some pretty awesome variants um, by Carlos. 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 Oh yeah, Carlos. Yeah, you know Carlos. Yeah, no, you know it's Carlos. in high school. Yeah. No, I was talking about the other Carlos. Oh, the other Carlos. Yeah, the yeah the young Carlos. Oh, okay. um, Carlos. Santini. No. Dianda. 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 I've never heard of him. But these covers are beautiful. I love me some xenomorphs, as I said earlier. But yeah, they they're very simplistic yet very detailed, yeah. and they they definitely show off the the qualities, the beauty, and um, of the of the xenomorphs. It's That's cool. It's see through. The dome the, on the top of their head yeah. is see through. Yeah. I did not know that. Is that on all of them? Um, most or is of them. Some? Most of them. Uh, I, they don't show it a whole lot, but sometimes you they, get a glimpse that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of black, but. Yeah. But that's those, pretty yeah. neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, like that one is. I mean, not see through. 
but this one is, it's very membrane-y. Yeah. Um, what did you use that one? Just these for are, These are issues one and two of Alien Dust to Dust, uh, the first two issues. The, the second issue just came out this week. Excellent. And it is a coming-of-age story in which a, a child um, loses his mother to facehugger and uh, a oh. chest burster comes out of her chest and the Wow. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a, check it out. Check it out. I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I was looking at the previews from comicsology.com, just looking at some of the digitals there. They show that scene where it burst out and well, like it had the full. Yeah. They look like they do kind of pay attention to the xenomorph in their design. In the art, and yeah. less detail in the humans, but more on to the end. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I like the art in the books a lot as well. Um, who was the artist on, on the inside? Let's see. What is it? I'm gonna break my table. Beautiful noise to have on a recording. Um, the artist for the inside, oh, is Gabriel Hardman, who is also doing the story. Oh, okay. Um, that's great. That's yeah, awesome. that's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. When when they do the the, the writing and the yeah, because they're that's they're awesome. telling the story in both ways that they can, and that's, that's yeah, awesome. and it, yeah. Because you you get the sense that you know pe people who are writing certain books see a certain thing that they try to relate to the artist, and yeah. it just it may just not come across yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the art in inside the book is is great. It's. It's not incredibly detailed, but there is a lot going on. Again, um, but yeah, they definitely focus more on the on the xenomorphs details cool. than the humans, which is you know what I prefer. Anyways, yeah, for sure. Where does that cool. fit in the timeline? I'm not sure. They are cool looking. Anyway. I think it's after Aliens. It's, so it's definitely alien yeah yeah um, definitely after. Know, Covenant and Prometheus and all of that good stuff. Right, those prequels. Yeah, because it's they're on a Whaley Utani um, base on a separate planet. They're trying to terraform in the storyline. Again, wasn't trying to talk about it, but it's very <laughs> cool. We're, we're talking about a lot of things we were going to talk about. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> That's what happened. Yep. Growing pains. <laughs> I do want to touch on the, the art and the Man of Steel was pretty awesome. Yeah, that co the cover of the number one of Superman is, is pretty great. The watercolor is... Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I went with that one and my Mac. Um, I went with that one versus the normal cover. It just didn't have the, the creativity that I'm looking for. I like trying variant covers. You, you really got to love what DC's doing with their covers. Yeah, like the each of these, naked covers. The, yeah, the semi-virgin semi covers or whatever. Um, that they're doing it. A lot of uh, really cool covers from Aquaman that I've seen you pick up in, in the last uh, last couple months or whatever that they've done. I'm digging, ever since about the New 52, there's been two different variant artists that have been constantly popping up. I'm completely spacing their names, but they've been the really detailed copies of the fa uh, just facial features and everything, which has been really great. Nice. How they depict underwater with the action. That's awesome. So that, there's a lot of them, and I've been kind of specifically, as I'm catching up, grabbing the backlog that I need to catch up. Because just finished New 52, I'm done with that, can read the finish that one. Nice. Um, got about 20 comics left on 
the rebirth, and I'm fully caught up with that one. Nice. Um, but it's like me and my on the Punisher book, which I plan to talk about when when it's a there's a new uh, run starting in August. But I oh man, I'm at least twenty books behind on Punisher right now, and I plan on catching up before that number one gets out. I wonder if so this is pre-cosmic Ghost Rider pose. Oh uh, yeah, uh, at some point I was so vehemently opposed to picking up this uh, that cosmic Ghost Rider, which if you don't know is is uh, Frank Castle as a Ghost Rider in space. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a real thing. It just I mean, I the, none of this is real, but this just seems so much less real. <laughs> than everything. <laughs> to suspend your disbelief. But, I, I mean, I heard a lot of good things about it, not only your uh, your personal recommendation, but then, you know, the I just kids, thought it the seemed interesting. I picked it up, too. I haven't read it yet. Um, I, I have not read it yet. I'm sure we'll talk when we do. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get some, uh, I don't know about a whole lot about the uh, the background of the character, either. I know he's a I think it may have originated with something having to do with Thanos, but I'll, we'll have more on that when the uh, next issue is out. You're right, it is Thanos. Is it Thanos? Thanos and the Infinity Stones, all this other BS, and he died, did not died, and then what the hell, Catwoman? What the hell, Catwoman? Yeah, Frank Castle. Just craziness, craziness, and you know what, they're, they're doing a lot of weird titles with Marvel right now, they're doing a lot of weird things, Old Man Logan's got Punisher making an appearance there, looking like a crazy madman, still wearing the skull, still rocking the skull, I gotta give him credit for that, but long hair did come on. Um, I can't remember, and there's a few other... Uh, they got the upcoming War Journal entries coming in. Oh, really? They're gonna be side stories in some of the other comics. Where they're going to kind of add more to the War Journal. Really? So is, is so War Journal starting a new title as well? No, it's just side story within. Like they have like in the back of an issue, they'll have another story. Okay. It's on one of those. Then they're also doing the origin of like it's just they're doing a lot of weird things as you're saying. Just, yeah. They keep yeah, adding combinations of things and oh, wasn't one like wasn't. Iron Man Four or something like that. Well, when they got the they get the Infinity War situation okay. story right. coming up, yeah, it's not which is causing like you got Arachnite is making his return, which is Moon Knight, Spider Man. You've got Iron Hammer, which is uh, is Stark Odinson, <laughs> and he's Thor, Iron Man, and then you got. Um, Captain Mystic or whatever the hell they wanted to call him, but it's yeah, Captain, Captain America Captain. and Doctor Strange. Yeah, which Steve Ditko, who we just lost, Captain Strange created Doctor Strange. Yeah, Steve Ditko was yeah co-created the poor man's Doctor Fate. That yeah, the poor man's Doctor Fate. Because, oh, you know, <laughs> DC did it first. As yeah, like most things. You got to wonder what Marvel's thinking at this point. I know, you know. They just had some of these weird stories. She? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we needed a number one Spider-Man. I think that's we did. We didn't need a relaunch. In I the wouldn't title find 802. Did we need a relaunch in DC? 
that, yeah. Do we ever need a relaunch anywhere? That that's the question, really. Yeah. Do we ever need a relaunch? And anymore, I'm starting to really get somewhat disappointed with the endings that they're giving some of these runs, going into the new ones, and then you don't know whether, like, for example, Deadpool. I don't, you know, you don't know whether his mind wipe was a final thing, but no, now in the new story, you're finding out details from the old run are coming back into it. He remembers know. weird things. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, we, having, we, we both read the new Deadpool, Scotty Young one. Yeah, Scotty Young is holding that, yeah, that series. Speaking of artists, Scotty Young, heck yeah. Yeah. Favorite the artist. Big, uh, baby Still variant covers artist. Which he's he's expanded a lot since then, I, I, I am. Noticed. He's got two series what? on Image Comics that are so that's cool. A lot of writing credits under his belt lately, which is super cool. Which I know you were apprehensive on the Deadpool. Well, no, I wasn't apprehensive on at it. first. Not because I, of Scotty Young. Not, <laughs> not at all because of Scotty Young. I, I just I do I've gotten a bit disenchanted by the uh, whole Hollywood. Uh, Chimichangas. Yeah, you know. The, taquitos. The, the <laughs> two-dimensional character that that you know. A certain audience wants to see. They only see, you know, yeah, chimichangas and pop culture references and things like that. And they don't really get to see the uh, the depth of the character. And and I'm I, I was really glad to see it. And, uh, and I'll talk about it probably in, uh, when we get the next issue of Deadpool. I was really glad to see him poke fun at himself. Uh, they they did a bit of a rip on. Ready Player One, and he called it, you know, just a. You caught that? I caught yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna send that to her, but he I didn't just want to spoil it. Called it a, a cheap ripoff of a bunch of uh, pop culture references being thrown together, and and uh, peddled as entertainment or something to that effect. And uh, you know, while I was reading that, I'm like, yeah, that's the pop column of Kettle Black. You know, and then the next panel says him. You may be thinking to yourself, uh, Deadpool, that's exactly what you are, except for with more bullets. swords, bullets, and pouches, and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, it's, the irony's not lost on me, move on. The self-awareness of a self-aware comic. Yeah, the self-awareness, yeah. Was, was expected, but refreshing. You know? it, it was great to see him poke fun at one of the major issues I have with, uh, with uh, the character they're putting out. Uh, not always, not happens. always. Just the the one that they're peddling towards a, a certain kind of audience that only wants to see a, a, a specific behavior from that character, rather than he, and Gary Duggan. He done the run on the last. Uh, he done the writing on the last run of Deadpool's and writing on it for the last three years. He did great writing and all, but it did seem like a lot of it was catering to that sort of audience. He had some really hard-hitting and heart-wrenching stories, which is what I go in for, and you know, and I, I want the depth of the character in the book. Um, but to me, it just kind of felt like maybe they were uh, they were kind of uh, trying to steer him away from that sort of thing and more in the direction of you know, give us more of what we know new fans want and what what they think Deadpool is instead of giving us the, the the full scale of the character. So 
sorry. Um, uh, I, I run it. It's, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I was pulling that seat up. Oh yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great it's, it's a great yeah. quote. I, I love that. Yeah. As a fan of Ready Player One, the the book specifically, um, I feel I feel the pain that that anyone reading Deadpool um, before it was cool feels. Yeah, and I, I mean, and that's kind of the whole the whole thing the whole feeling behind being a geek in this day and age or, you know, being into comic books and that pop culture, things like that, uh, they do get a spotlight that they didn't get before. So it's kind of strange to go through that uh, transformation of, well, you know, I've got to be this closet nerd with my things to, well, now it's all cool. Now everybody likes it, but then... Just an oversaturation. Yeah, yeah. oversaturation with the, the wrong same thing audiences. With and yeah, just, just stop coming out with Batman movies, please. Yeah. Stop coming out with twelve different Batman series. I, stop I, with Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I can't. I didn't hate the movies. I actually no. love the movies. They stayed pretty true to the to the character. It's just you know the again the wrong kind of audiences and. That, that fall into a certain type of behavior with that character and write off a certain issue or a certain story as sappy instead of, uh, you know, getting the, the realism behind it or, or the, the depth that the writer wanted uh, you, the, the fan, to, to get. Not to say a real fan, but, you know, a real fan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to say there's no real com- there's no real comic book fans versus fake comic book fans. I mean, there's going to be every level of everything. You know, there. I collect. I collect mainly. That's that was my thing. I've always loved the story, so I can't help but read what I collect. But uh, there's there's every level of everybody. They'll get the books where they can, however they can, whatever stories they can. They're into the the. Uh, the less popular characters that they're into for one reason or another, they got an early exposure to them or they Don't just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or, you know, whatever the reason. But, you know, I'll call bad fans bad fans because I, they're just, they don't they don't see the depth of uh, they certain see the things. popular culture t-shirts t- versus actually picking up a comic and reading and realizing... There's more to this than just pop culture references and right. fourth wall breaking. It's, right. it's he's it, it took me to actually finally pick up some of the comics. This is actually the first run that I'm picking up the Scotty Young, and it's because it's Scotty Young that I'm picking it up that that worked out. But um, I dig the comedy. I dig the direction. I, I've seen enough of Deadpool, like his interaction with Captain America, reminded me of his interaction with. The death of Wolverine, Captain America, Deadpool. That was that wasn't chimichangas and stuff like that. It, it was it heartwarming, genuine, like holy more shit. More complex this character. character. Yeah, hurting. He's not not just a quirk. He's, yeah. he's got what he's got. It still wasn't enough to make me go, yeah, I'm gonna keep collecting this. But it was enough for me to realize that it's not just the the, the single word shout outs and shit. It's much better than that, right? But but we got an oversaturation of these people who want to do that. You know, they they that's all they care about. It's 
it, I mean, that's not a problem. People are going to like what they're going to like because they like it. And I'm not going to be like, oh, just because you watch the Deadpool movie doesn't make you a Deadpool fan, because I don't read Deadpool. I don't. I I know what I know because of what I've been told and what's in the movies, and if I just happen to look up something and find it interesting, then cool, but I'm not going to go out of my way to pick up a a Deadpool book. See, I go into these movies with characters that I don't know. Daredevil, watching the Daredevil series, Punisher, Deadpool, watching these characters. I don't know anything about them. I don't pick up their comics. Wonder Woman, I don't really know much, but I just from history of what her interactions are. I go to see these movies and the hopes movies, TV shows, and other in hopes that they're going to make these characters interesting and make me go, okay, now I want to actually go back and read more that's, of that. Yeah, AKA Flash with you. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I never was a Flash fan until... I started watching the show, and even then, I'm not really a Flash fan. But I just started collecting the books, right. so it's gonna be it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Have they made Cisco a character in the comics yet? Oh yeah, not again. No, he's he's not in anything current. Oh, okay. but he, he, was, he was previously. Yeah, he was the vibe. Yeah, he was uh, actually the vibe. I wonder if they're gonna get that time. Sorry. Oh no worries. Um, and on the on the other side of that. Um, I, I, you know, having the heroes that I've had since a kid, it's awesome to see, you know, them brought to life, whether it is just on the small screen through Netflix, you know, with Punisher and Daredevil, or if it is on the big screen. You know, I've always been a Marvel fan, and MCU is, regardless of of its differences and everything uh, from the books, I I love what they've done, and I love that. I love any iteration that they've almost that they've put out of of the character, and I'd love to see that sort of expansion go out there and get to more uh, people that wouldn't normally pick up a comic book, and maybe get them to think twice about doing that um, in the future. That was that was a good side talk there, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so in closing, I. Um, if, if we're going to get there. I mean, we definitely can close now. I just want to give a shout out. I want to get a Blomix staple. Um, my, <laughs> my, my comics blog, where I'll be talking about titles like Daredevil, Deadpool, Spider-Man, Punisher, The Immortal Hulk, um, some of the more recent titles that have been out. You might see a guest star from one of us on on, on there at some point. We'll, we'll see how, how everything yeah. goes. Yeah, these guys may, be, may get on and give you a, a short story synopsis as well from some of their books, but we'll definitely be uh, discussing them from my end, um, a lot of the titles that, that you can find on there and read about. Um, another thing I, I just wanted to call attention to is if you are listening to us in anything like this, just remember that, of course, there's no substitution for the real thing. Um, Holding a comic book in your hand or on your computer is also fine, but looking at the images and the art that we're talking about, because even if we are like, this is great art, you can't see it get, unless getting you a, read it. Yeah, getting a real appreciation for the art and the story. You might get the spoilers from us, but... You, you still need to know how they got to that point. We leave out details. For sure. 
And another shout out to our, our local comic book store that was All Seas. And what was the address on that guy? All Seas Collectibles, 1250 South Abilene Street in Aurora, Colorado, 80012. And uh, PG has been shopping there for over 30 years. Over 30 years and of great service. Off and on for about 15 years myself. And I have been, that's where I get my comics for the last five years. I mean, it, they'll, they'll treat you right if you go there. If you're in Aurora or Denver, surrounding area, just check them out. And for sure. I believe that's it. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No, that should wrap up the session. I did want to end with a quote. Um, just something kind of that surrounds with what we're about. But uh, literature is a luxury and fiction is a necessity. And that's a good note to end on. And we'll see you next time.